your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level Podcast. We turn 55 episodes old today alongside Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. Thank you once again to our friends at Cantex Roofing and Construction for sponsoring this podcast. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Level, how are we doing today in the Bible? I'm doing good. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, well, ish, between. I know, I know. Much, uh, probably much needed. Uh, I think, you know, you... you last week you you kind of find out baron morton is back and healthy and i think they've you know they've adjusted their or shuffled their offensive line mm-hmm. uh, a bit uh which allows you to kind of do some things and practice a bit and uh the way that you're going to have it uh you know with with some extra time and and honestly while in some ways they probably i think i asked coach mcguire that after the game is like man do you wish you were playing tomorrow <laughs> or do you wish, you know, do, you know, but you don't get to decide that. But I think you probably look at it and go, you know what, let's use this uh, to our advantage and really get these guys away for just a bit uh, and and get some of these guys healed up. And hopefully you get some guys back. But, yeah, just a frustrating night in Provo. Uh, but uh, you, you've got to you've got to move on. And as Joey even indicated, choice, you know, you can't you can't get it all back versus, you know, TCU. It's just like kind of like one, one game, one week at a time type scenario. But, and this is a weird bye week too, because it's Mm -hmm. a non-traditional, it's like you get some days off, but they're spread out. Like you're going to get a couple or they got a couple last, you know, at the end of last week, you know, into the end of this past weekend. And then you Mm -hmm. get, you get one or ish, you know, this coming weekend, so instead of like three or four days in a row, you're going to get like three spread out over eight days where you kind of mix in some off days. So it's not like you can go home or, you know, whatever. But uh, but yeah, probably much needed. Heck, for you and I, too, as much as anybody, right? <laughs> I'd say so. You know, it's it's <laughs> it, bye weeks are important for everybody. I, I think um, you mentioned it there, but no no coach or no competitor really is ever going to tell you, yeah, I want I want time off. I don't. I won't, I don't want to be playing football right now, but man, I, I, it's as cliche as it gets, but this bye week has to have come at a good time. And hopefully that's what we get to look back at here in a couple of weeks and say, man, you needed that bye week desperately. And you see a refreshed and rejuvenated group on the other side, because this team seems to be beat up. It, It just seems like Every week, as you've trudged along the last few weeks, it's it's another injury piling on, or or not just injuries, but how many guys are playing through a lot of injuries. So, um, if you can just heal up a little bit of that, it feels like you're going to be much more of a a complete football team, and and that seems to be something that's been lacking for a while, especially at as you mentioned the quarterback spot, which is the most important spot on the field you you get one of your guys back you're not all the way healthy there but baron morton the way mcguire's talked about him last week uh sounds like he's feeling much better has practiced a lot more in practice um even compared to what he was doing before he was out with injury so if you're healthier in that position it can it can cure a lot of uh your ailments on offense 
Yeah, you you know, and, and everybody's dealing with these kinds of things. Sure. Uh, it's just the point in the season. And and you you just unfortunately have been hammered at, at QB. Um, and then you know, obviously the, the the key offensive line injury when there wasn't wasn't just a ton of proven depth. Mm-hmm. And and then you you know interior linebacker, which was a huge question mark coming into the season, and then and then just you know some guys just yeah playing through things. I mean I th- I think like you know we kind of learned Rusty Stats was playing through something at BYU. I mm-hmm. think Baylor Cup has been playing through something. Uh, Steve Linton, uh, well documented that he's been playing through a couple of uh, issues mo- almost all season. Uh, you know on and on it goes, but uh, that's why I say man, it's just like you know you just kind of take it and. But the most exciting thing uh, for, I guess, me personally is just the fact that you you get you get Morton back. Yeah. And I don't know how close to 100 percent he'll be, but I think he's going to feel better now than he has prior to when he walked on the field uh, in Morgantown. And I think uh, really the these last four games is all you're guaranteed and hopefully there's a fifth, just not a lot of margin for error there trying to get to that point. But I mean, that's really what these last four games are about is, is yeah. Baron Morton. Um, how, cause this is his program, his team uh, and all those things. And that's, that's really what this needs to be about. Uh, but we haven't, I mean, choice, you, you, you heard this like I did and you were aware of this, but it's like, I think the public is now understanding, like he hasn't, he hasn't thrown them I mean, Joe, Joey indicated he hasn't thrown the ball at all in the middle of these weeks. I mean, literally yeah. the game ends and he doesn't, he doesn't touch the football again until warmups the next game. Right. That's how it went for what? Three straight weeks yep. prior or, or post West Virginia. And you, you, you do that. You, you beat Baylor, you beat Houston, you, you, you get dinged up against Kansas state. Uh, I'm talking about him, but that's how he operated those three weeks. So there was no, yeah. And you think about it, there's no ability to build any kind of timing or chemistry. Uh, the, the you know Zach Kidd, who's getting a lot of criticism, doesn't know what his quarterback is going to be able to do. What his can he throw it this far, or is it just this far? You, you just yeah. have you kind of going blind, and so the, this running game was necessitated by a lot of that. And but it, I'm afraid it can only take you so far, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just I guess to wrap that up, I'm just glad that uh, that Morton is is back and feeling better because that's what this needs to be about now. Yeah, I, I don't have much disagreement. The other thing uh, you you kind of mentioned passing there, uh, some shakeup on the offensive line, not shakeup as in changing position or you know replacing someone, but you're swapping a couple of guys as Coach McGuire announces. Dennis Wilburn will move from. Uh, guard to center where he played all of last year and stats is going to move over due to a, an injured uh, elbow. I think the, the number was 26% of the snaps against BYU was were off target. So that, that's something we mentioned on the last podcast. It, it's just something you can't really have, especially when you had a true freshman quarterback back there, because it just breaks up the, the timing of it. So interesting move. Um, oh, but, no matter no matter what you're doing on offense, if the snaps yeah. aren't on point, mm-hmm. it throws off the timing on everything. And yeah. it's it's like with with Jake Strong. I mean, like when you're you're bending down to to pick one up, you think about it. That's just that much more time he's taking his eyes off the defense and whatever they've done. And then mm-hmm. whether it's the handoff, which we saw a couple issues with, which we mm-hmm. saw you know, routes being run. I mean, he, and, and, you know, the 63 or 64,000 people screaming and, 
it's just a lot. Um, and so, yeah, it's just like one problem compounds the other. Like you already had a problem, but it, you're, you, you, you kind of with, with some erratic uh, snap activity, you're kind of making it worse. Uh, let, let's talk about Dennis a little bit. Okay. Because I think when you and I did some of these shows in the, uh, you know, as, as last season wound down and you kind of look back a little bit, he was in many ways what I felt like was the most either valuable or important guy you had maybe on your team but certainly on the offense he was one of only two players that played every offensive snap uh i think he's he tallied like a little over 1100 snaps on offense last year and i while while everything was kind of different around him and really only caleb rogers was the only other one that and, and he was at left tackle at the time now he's at he's at right tackle but that, that that was it as far as consistency goes. And I thought Dennis played well. I thought he was steady. I thought, you know, with what you asked him to do, kind of not his necessarily natural position, but I, I really am looking forward to this. I thought Rusty would be good. I think he's dinged up, so I think it just makes some sense. But I have no issue and no concern whatsoever about Dennis Wilburn lining back up at center. And I hope it helps Rusty out because he's a good kid. He's trying hard. I think he's gotten kind of better. But the snaps, if if it can't, if that can't go right, uh, that's you know that's not not ideal. But that's also something where the bye week kind of helps you kind of get back in rhythm with your battery. I mean, yep. you know, De- Dennis to Morton, Dennis Wilburn to Morton, which to start the year that was uh, that was stats to Shuck, and it's just you know it's just funny how so many things at key spots like that have uh, have changed. But this is this is football. It is football, and uh, man, yeah. injuries happen, but it's still it's funny how those things do uh, get off the tracks from what your plans were. And, and the question is how can you react to those and and change things up? So um, one thing we we have talked quite a bit about BYU in the previous podcast, we didn't really look at that head to TCU that much. This TCU team, um, this is kind of interesting level because this will be the third straight week that you're getting someone off of their worst game of the year. (laughs) <laughs> coming off of their worst game of the year, right? Because because yeah. you get someone, uh, you get Kansas State that gets beat up by Oklahoma State. That was the worst game they played all year. Then you go uh, to BYU. They got thro- I mean, just waylaid by TCU, forty-four to eleven, in their worst game of the year. And then you play them. So now you're playing TCU, who's coming off of their worst game of the year against Kansas State, um, forty-one to three loss. So it's hard to know exactly what to expect because two weeks ago, they looked great against BYU. Last week, they looked terrible against Kansas State. What is your anticipation on uh, what TCU team we see on this Thursday night? Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, you know, unfortunately, the teams that have probably fallen to the you know most disappointing category i guess at least based on preseason expectations i think that yeah you know because pe- pe- people are looking at oklahoma state and iowa state going man they're having really but i think it's also because there wasn't near as much expected of them and so it's all based on you know but tcu's lost three or four uh i think that sunny dykes has talked a lot about you know, it's crazy how we can look so good one week and then and, and you know, maybe part of this is that BYU is not very good, which is part of your problem and part of yeah. TCU's problem, because I think they felt really good after they hammered BYU. But I, I know BYU's five and two, but uh, they just haven't really they, they, they their best win is 
is, is against or best wins are against an Arkansas team that's just the wheels have come off. And then the other best win for them is off maybe the worst team in the Big 12 in Cincinnati. You know, and that's it. Uh, yeah. Other than, you know, and so uh, I think um, I, I think TCU, though, has kind of had your number. I think that they are inconsistent, which has frustrated their head coach. I think they have a ton of new pieces on their team. And, you know, Monty Bailey is kind of the guy that scares you. They're, they're running back. I, I believe Chandler Morris is probably still going to be out. I think that is what I hear in circles is a, is a, like an, a, a knee issue, a, a ligament issue in his knee, not enough to like wipe him out for the season, but uh, not, not anything that he can kind of just quickly come back from. Right. And so Josh Hoover, their, their quarterback, uh, you know, kind of a, a freshman quarterback, and this will be his, I guess, second straight start on the road. And, you know, it didn't go well, you know, in Manhattan. Now, granted, it doesn't go well for a lot of people uh, in Manhattan, Kansas. Right. Uh, but they're, they're you know, they're, they're just kind of searching a bit. I mean, they, TC replaced a ton of production, especially on offense last year. Uh, switched coordinators, switched your, your Heisman Trophy finalist quarterback, switched – um, you know, like NFL guys on the offensive line. I mean, you had a first round draft pick at receiver. Your your running back was a stud. Your slot receiver was a stud. I mean, they, they replaced a ton. And it's just hard to like replace that much and come back. And even though they hit the portal hard and they've just been kind of inconsistent, you know, and, yeah. and I think Texas Tech fans can, you know, uh, attest that uh, the old Red Raiders have been, you know, too inconsistent <laughs> at, at times too. And obviously TCU, you know, you don't not going to feel sorry for them that they're dealing with a quarter, quarterback injury because you've dealt with two. Uh, you know, and I don't know who would be behind Josh Hoover, uh, you know, because you're not, you know, they've never had to go to their third string like you did. Right. So, but 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 they'll, they've they beaten you seven of the last nine times. Yeah, I hate hearing you, know? you say that out loud. Yeah, I mean, that's just the, yeah. that's the reality of it. And, and I think uh, – they've just kind of been one of those teams that's kind of had your number. I mean, the last win you had against them was ironically enough on a Thursday night in 2018, when you beat them 17 to 14. Uh, and so they've had that saddle all but that one year. Well, you, know, that you, you point that out the Thursday night thing, at least the Thursday nights have been good when you played. I agree. So yeah, 18 the, and then 13, right? And it was Cliff Kingsbury's first, yeah, first year. year. Um, I remember, yeah, I think Bradley Mark Davis Webb to Bradley Marquez was right. Really I think big in that game, I think Baker Mayfield got hurt early in that game. Mm -hmm. Webb has to come in and uh, is the hero late tossing to Bradley Marquez. So, so two Thursday night games already against TCU since they've been been in the league, and they've, they've and what, out. so we'll, we'll have to go back and look at the date uh, to be sure. But you know that that those are you know what nearly exactly ten years apart. I mean yeah. by by some amount of days. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was late September, early October, but you know we're kind of we're getting we're approaching, you know, uh, it, this one's going to be I guess technically on November the second, so it's probably not close to the day or anything. Because I think that first uh, that that one and thirteen was much earlier in the season uh, than this one. But uh, anyway, but yeah, worth uh, worth pointing out nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, it is uh, something that you've. Uh... You've had success with them. If you're if you're just hunting for stats and uh, want to find the good in something, you you've had success TCU against TCU on the uh, Thursday night. So uh, a couple of questions from the audience. A few questions 
Um, I'll tell you what else before one, one last little tidbit before we move on. I'll tell you what okay. else has been interesting about TCU. This was one of the concerns I had for your team this year. But one of the issues that they have had, because I think I think Sonny Dykes has talked a lot about it's the same stuff we worked on last year and we were really good at this last year, but we're just not this year. But one of the things that I think that they have had an issue with is their field goal kicking has been, I mean, their their kicker is eleven of seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's, I mean, he's missed that... uh he missed three versus West Virginia. I mean, you know, and the fact that you've attempted 17 field goals tells you a lot, you know, but he missed, you know, that's kind of, you know, I don't want to say that that was why they beat lost to West Virginia, but that played a heavy part, but uh, there was a key miss against Colorado. And so mm-hmm. some of their losses have come down to not being able to, to make field goals. I think some of these were fairly lengthy attempts, but still it's just the, that margin for error when you win all the close ones versus when you lose all the close ones, you know, not that, you know that your loss versus BYU was was close, or uh, or or the one against Kansas State, but like or that their loss versus Kansas State was close either. But anyway, just thought I'd point that out. Griffin yep. Kell, who was I think supposed to be one of the top kickers in the Big Twelve coming in the year, yeah, that's just been something that hasn't really clicked for them yet, where it's not automatic. If I remember correctly, I think he was preseason first team All Big Twelve. So that's why that's why I bring it up. Very odd that uh, mm-hmm. they've they've had those struggles, and you know what. I don't care about the frogs, so hopefully that comes into play <laughs> on Thursday night. Would be yep. would be kind of nice if that's a, a any, anything anything forty five yards or longer, and it's a huge question mark based yeah. on what he's missed on so far this year. Yeah. Okay, I got a couple of questions from the audience. We'll talk a little basketball to close it up, and then uh, go from there. If uh, Texas Kelly asks if Tech misses a bowl game this year, do you think Kirby? will tell McGuire that he has to make any staff changes. And he also says, second part two, do you think Tech will win, win three out of four to make a bowl game? It's going to be tough to win these three out of four based yep. on, you know, but they, they were at four and five last year and they never lost. Um, I think I think that this TCU one is going to decide it um, because what, what you know, the, 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 the scariest yep. games for you are, you know, when, when, you, when you host – you know, TCU on this Thursday night, and then you go to Kansas. If you, you, you've got to win one or both of those. And I think the central Florida, you want to look at that one and go, that's the, that's a tricky one, but because Texas, I mean, you don't know that that could be a a really tough one. Mm -hmm. You've, you've had some success down there, but I don't think you want to go into that going, okay, we got to win this one. Not at all. Um, Whereas Texas, at least, uh, you know, we'll we'll kind of see what, what their chances for big 12, uh, championship birth and all those things are still on the line by the time we get to that point. But it, you know, you can beat TCU and you can beat this, uh, but it's based, you know, you could have beaten Oregon. You could have beaten Kansas state. You would have thought you could have beaten Wyoming and all that, but you know, you just haven't. So that's why I go back to like Morton being so key and like such a big part of the way that you'll finish this up and look into the future a little bit. As far as like changes, Look, I've been around this a long time, and and rarely do things, even when you win or when you lose, rarely do things stay the same. Right. That's just the profession, and it's worse now than it's really ever been. There's just usually lots of movement, and, um, you know, do, do I envision like Kirby going, "Hey, man, you got to do this or else." I don't know if I see that at all. Uh, I don't, you know. I don't think you're you're to that point yet. Uh, even if you were to like, if you were to lose out and be non-competitive, 
Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing. But to to have all these injuries and to be very competitive and just not get over the hump, I just don't know if there's like some failing there that it's just got to be corrected. If this staff stays intact and they continue to recruit like they have, mm-hmm. and this is the dreaded P word, man, people don't want to hear patience, but it's like you want to give them a chance to like, because you know, last week against BYU, Justin Horn was on the trip. Great looking player. Uh, we've seen what Mike Dingle can do. You just go on and on with all the freshmen that are on this team. And boy, you'd like to see them stack another class with this one and just kind of get into it a little bit. Uh, and I get it. You know, people want to win every Saturday. I do too. You yep. do too. It's no fun when you don't. People get mad at everybody and <laughs> they get mad at us. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, you know, all the above. But I, I just don't know if I envision that. But I will say, rarely do things stay the same. You know, something something or things will change, whether that's, hey, man, I think I'm going to, I got to offer this other job. I'm going to go take this, whoever it may be. Or, hey, man, we think it would be best if you, you know, I don't know. There's usually just changes that happen roster, uh, staff, uh, all those things. It was extremely rare for Joey to keep almost everybody intact uh, last year uh, other than Emmett Jones, and that that was a bit of a, a, a rarity there. And so we'll see kind of what it, uh, what it looks like going forward, I guess. One more uh, question here from, from Twitter. This is Paolo. He says, do y'all expect – do y'all still expect Brett Yormark to be in Austin for that game on – day after thanksgiving yeah I, mean, I, I don't i have no idea he's i think he's been at various games every weekend or like a game every weekend or a different venue or whatever I, I i really don't know he may feel like he's causing a distraction he may i mean who knows and i'm sure that all that's going to get brought back up and and everything like that when it rolls around that's a tricky week anyways because everybody's with mm-hmm. the holiday everybody's so spread out and head on a swivel because it's like okay what you know, you're playing on a Friday. It's always just kind of, that's always a goofy week anyways with the mm-hmm. holiday, but I don't know if he'll, if he'll be there still or not. Uh, but if he said he was going to be there, then I would anticipate he would, he would be there for sure. Maybe he'll be on our sideline. Yeah. You know, you know what I'd prefer is if he's on the sideline with like a, an IFB in his ear telling the referee what to do. That would, <laughs> that would be all I prefer. And I hope that he would give I'm the in. Red Raiders all the calls. Yeah. That would be great. Sign me, sign me up for that. Because after, uh, after his comments, that's what all the Longhorns expect him to do, according yeah. to the, to the internet. So and yet let's let him be right. Yet a week and a half ago or a week over a week ago, I mean, Texas benefited mightily from a botched, Good you know, grief. replay, uh, a spot on a fourth down. I mean, just, I thought we were done know. with that with them one uh, foot out the door. I know, man. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Official so any, any claim that they would have that they're being screwed is just, I mean, you, 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 you were given a gift yeah. and it just speaks to how sometimes the big 12 officiating, whether it replay or officiating, whatever is, Eesh. it's got a lot to be, uh, you know, a lot left to be desired there. Hey, yeah. So, um, now let's talk just a little bit of basketball and then uh, I've got another question, but we may have to hold on to it for later. Uh, basketball, as you're listening to this, a scrimmage has happened. You and I did not attend in Denton right. and there was, there was, so we'll, we'll kind of learn more talking to coaches and hearing from coaches and stuff on the other side this week uh, about how that went, but we, we didn't really, um, we didn't get to see it. Those people that uh, sounds like it was a very, very good crowd there but 
we're really close to basketball season. We're right there. This was just kind of another step. And and well, it's 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 a week. Depending on when you listen yeah. to this, it's it's a week to week and a half away, yeah. basically. Yeah. So th- th- this team, as we get closer, it seems like the anticipation for and and it can. I'm talking fan, fan base here. It can be a combination of football struggling right now too. But it seems like people are really getting excited for this basketball team again and and there was some i don't know uh i guess hesitation initially after what you went through last year i mean that was as low of a bottom as you could have hit last year and it's coming off of a sweet 16 year the previous year so uh, one thing i saw this week or was asked to us on our our show what is a realistic where can i realistically set my sights for this season and not not uh, be too high or too low on this team. Yeah, and and I think that you you I'm just going to go into this knowing this is going to be a brutal league again. Yes. Maybe tougher than it was or has been previously. And maybe you'll catch some breaks. You don't have to go to Kansas. Uh maybe some of the new guys that have joined the league. Now Houston is not going to be one of those, but maybe you you know you you some of the new folks like the BYUs and Cincinnati's and folks like that they're, they're yeah they're not mm-hmm. expected to be just but Houston is going to be an absolute handful for everybody to deal with and they'll, and they'll probably have to deal with some of the because they, they they're used to being in a in a in a league that they can manage and kind of like Gonzaga it a little bit as far as you go though I, I think it's realistic to to like wish for and be a bit disappointed if you don't make it to the tournament mm-hmm. but I don't think it's like you failed miserably if you don't make it to the tournament. Um, I think there's a lot of new pieces. Uh, I think on your team, uh, you're still very young. I think with six sophomores on your team. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, I just don't know if ideally that is the correct model. Grant can only do so much in one year of taking over and trying to figure out who wants to stay and go. And I do like your sophomores and heck when they're juniors next year, you kind of look like now we want to, but as they are freshmen and now sophomores, it's just a lot to ask of them in a grown man's league. Yes. And I think your season will kind of be dictated by how well the transfers adjust, how good they realistically are. And then two guys that were on your team last year that I think were part of why you had to play a lot of your freshmen last year and Kerwin Walton and Demorion Williams. You're like, what can they give you realistically? Can they improve and take a next step? Uh, I think you know, I'm most excited about uh, like a Darian Williams and a Warren Washington type guy, because I think those two guys automatically make you better defensively just being out there because they're long. They based on where where they've been before, they are very active on the glass. Uh, they they're they're just they have some measurables that come with them that I think um, I, I kind of like that. And so this may not look pretty at times. I think you'll be a much different team in mid-January than you're going to be in mid, mid-November mid when you start. That's just kind of how this goes um, and, and all that. But, I mean, I think it'll be a and, – and, and, you know, in some ways, maybe it'll be a little more rewarding because there's not a ton of expectations on this team. Maybe, yeah. You know, because I, there's you, you're picked eighth in the league. I don't – now that we're in these 14-team leagues, I don't know how many teams from each league get in. Like there's not really precedent uh, for some of this stuff uh, on on NCAA tournament bursts and all that stuff. But bottom line is your RPI will be plenty high because you're in a loaded conference. But 
it's also why you better buckle up every night because it's rough, man. I mean, I, it is. I think it's going to put an emphasis this year on winning the games you're supposed to win. I, I think your your bad nights, you can't have the bad nights against the bad teams. Or the once once that group kind of separates itself, whether it be a, a Central Florida or um, a BYU or whoever that may be, and and that's going to be a small group that's not the the good group. But man, I I think that's going to be really important in in 2023, 2024 that you you don't have those bad nights and bad losses. That's the difference I think this year in getting into the tournaments and not. Uh, and missing out on the tournament because the RPI that you're talking about, the net net ranking there. Level, uh, we're, we're out of time for today. Here, hold on to this one because you you may need some thought on it. Someone asked in the, in an email, uh, top five sports movies of all time. So we'll we'll get to that next podcast. Let you let you really you know work on that list. And <laughs> I know the Naturals number one, obviously. So Hoosiers, <laughs> uh, Rudy. oh, you already got it, huh? Uh, I want to say, like, you know, I don't know, Friday Night Lights is in that. The Hoosiers is my top one, without a doubt. So are you excited? Uh, are, are you going to get to go to Hinkle? Does that work I out? Th- I, I think Remember the Titans is one. one of mine. Um, I'm probably forgetting some. You know, I, and I don't count the sports movies as, like, the the silly ones. Like the water, the water boy. It had, I don't I don't really factor those in. I, I, okay, that's fine. And, and I'll be honest with you. I think uh, – like we are Marshall was really good for me, like to me, and because it, it was true, and oh, it was yeah, yeah. you know, and I, it was a lot of history in there, and yeah, Bobby Bobby Bowden and all that. But that one like struck, and I thought it was well acted. Uh, I know Matthew McConaughey was in it, but I thought it was well acted by sure. a lot of those folks in there, and that one was like pretty emotional, understandably so. Right. right. Uh, and and I you know so anyway, <laughs> there's a couple of basketball ones, a couple of. Uh, you know, a couple of football ones, but yeah, sorry for taking up too much of your no, time. No, no, you're that, good. That's off the top of my head. That's what I went with. I that's, maybe have missed an obvious one, but that's that's a solid list. Uh, so, are, are you excited for a trip to Hinkle Fieldhouse since since Hoosiers is number one? You get to. Uh, I, I I am uh, the 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 nerd in me is absolutely because I I really like that film. I think it's yeah. one, I think it's a great. I mean, how many analogies do we still use from that? Like guys, the, the tape measure comes out and like I, Jimmy Chitwood is like one of the most, he hardly said anything in that movie, but he's one of the most famous movie characters in my brain, sure. my sports brain, sure. my hoops head brain of all time. Like I'll make it, you know, I mean, it's just like, oh, I, yeah. yeah, I no, just I still get yeah. the chills, man. And it's like movie. what, it's like what sports is all about. Like you never Great know, movie. you got to play the game, you know, type deal. So yeah, the Hickory yep. Huskers, man. Love it, love it. Great movie. Our hickories will never crack, or our our huskers will never crack. Whatever it was, yeah, yeah. So uh, the only request I have is that either you put hacks on your shoulders, or hacks puts you on your shoulders and uh, and recreates the photo. Neither one of us can hold the other. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'll, I'll need right, a, a ladder, step ladder, and then we'll get the tape measure <laughs> that way. Yeah. How okay, about that? well, that's probably the safer route for sure. Yeah. Level. Appreciate it, man. Uh, we'll talk to you on the other side of well, and short week, folks. Uh, that horn, that horn frog uh, team will be in Lubbock here rather quickly, so it's yep. gonna be an interesting week. So enjoyed it, I appreciate it. Hope everybody had a good uh, weekend and a good short week, and hopefully the Red Raiders can bounce back a little bit here. Absolutely, hope that happens, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. For Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. It's been the Ask Level Podcast, brought to you by Double T ninety seven three. You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3.